Good afternoon, Bards Nation. How are you doing? This is Duncan from Kilted Christian. I am covering today because Scott is in the middle of some spiritual warfare. This is Friday, December 2nd, 2022. Guys, I'm grateful to be here with you and I hope you all had a blessed day so far. And I got a couple things I really want to talk about today. So uh, in the second part after our prayer, I'm going to kind of get into the importance of uh, doing good things, giving to the needy and uh, doing it properly without the need of recognition. But I want to start off real quick with something that uh, we were talking about last night on my show, actually, and I got to give uh, MSM Liars John credit for, for this, and, and it's very important. It's something that we're seeing today, and that is what is one of the greatest difference between the evil on this earth and the good on this earth, and one of those things that John brought up last night was the difference between sacrificing versus self-sacrifice. Well, one of the greatest self-sacrifices I think that we can all agree that's happened on this earth is the sacrifice of our heavenly father christ when he gave his life on that cross and not only um he didn't do it for himself he did it for mankind so that we could have a chance for for our salvation for our souls so for us to enter those gates of heaven one of the most grateful things that we are and this is why we spend our time on this earth serving him in the best ways we can just to kind of pay back in some form what he gave to us but one of those things about the difference between sacrificing and self-sacrifice is that sacrificing is done by the elite. It's done by the evil. And the whole purpose of sacrificing is to take the freedom, the welfare, and the lives of others in order to benefit themselves. Where the difference between self-sacrifice is doing the exact opposite of that. And it's realizing that our lives are just very unimportant to the big picture, to the life and everybody on this entire earth. And we must follow in Jesus's footsteps and and be willing to sacrifice, whether it be our lives for the greater good of many, whether it be our freedom, whether it be our well-being or the many other things. And I found two great examples just this week of the great juxtaposition between those of self-sacrifice and those of sacrificing. And the first one, you guys may have heard, uh, you know, the whole election fraud that took place over um, around our country, actually, but specifically I'm talking about Arizona. And there was an official who, under duress, was forced to um, certify this election against his will because they threatened him with jail time, um, years in jail, if he didn't do what they told him to do, which was to certify an election that he didn't believe in. And I understand, you know, we've all got our families. We have people that we love, and we don't want to desert them. You know, we don't want to do something that's going to for instance, put us in jail and leave our families behind. But during this time, we need to rethink that. We need to understand the importance of sacrifice because by us 
watching out for ourselves and our own families. We're throwing the world and the rest of our country under the bus, just like this guy did. He should have taken the time. I think many of us would have done the same thing because we know that is right. We're trying to expose the evil. And the evil's got such a grasp and such a hold over people that they frighten people into doing things that they normally wouldn't do. And in this case, this guy threw his entire state under the bus so that he could protect himself, stay out of jail and his family. But on the same note, I came across something that reflected self-sacrifice in such a great way. And she actually had to give up her freedom for this. And there was a nurse who realized from the very, very beginning how dangerous these vaccinations were. She understand or she understood that they didn't do any of these tests like they normally do before they give anybody any kind of new meds or vaccinations. She was very skeptical about it. So what did she do? She took it upon herself to fill those needles up with saline instead of uh, vaccinations. And from what I read, she gave saline to over 20,000 people. Um, and she ended up getting, uh, from what I from what I read today, she ended up getting six months in jail because of what she did. Now, I give her a hard salute. This is this is a great representation of self sacrifice. This is a great representation of what Jesus was. One of the many things that Jesus, Jesus taught us, just like giving his life on that cross. She knew that she was going to be po- the possibility of her poisoning many people by giving this vaccination. So she chose instead to do something that would technically be against the law. And she ended up giving people saline as well, but saline's not dangerous. And I look back on this and she, she happily, she happily went into jail for her six months and she she just started this, uh, this prison term, but she saved, in my opinion, upwards of 20,000 or more people by doing what she did and by making that decision. And, you know, I'm hoping that we find out that there were more medical healthcare professionals that did the same exact thing, that put their their life and their freedom aside in order to do what they thought was right. And in this particular case, you know, I, I saw a lot of people in the comments for this saying, hey, well, she could have just quit her job. Well, yeah, she very well, she could have just quit her job. But those same people that she gave those shots to of the saline would have gone to another professional, to another practice, to another hospital and gotten those same vaccinations. So she ultimately ended up saving a lot of people by making that decision. And we should take heed in this. We should follow that lead. We're at a point right now, guys, where I understand that we're watching chaos break around the world. They're trying to put fear into us from every angle that they possibly can. And that's kept us, you know, just a great example would be January 6th. All these people went out to protest a fraudulent election, ended up getting thrown in jail. They've kept this going for two years. And the reason they've kept this going is to keep us in fear because they know that the very least we're going to get out numbers and we're going to protest. We're going to stand in our cities. We're going to do what the truckers did up in Canada, what people are doing in Brazil right now in large amounts, like millions of people in every city. Um, what's happening all around the world where people are protesting these corrupt governments and they're doing it knowing very well that they could end up in jail, that they could be separated from their families for some long time. But at this point, it's important that we do what we need to do to get this information out, especially when it comes to our children. We are the ones that that created this mess that we're in. We let God down. Um, we turned our backs. We didn't notice what was happening. We didn't see what we were being deceived. And we ended up teaching our children the same things that we were taught unknowingly. But now, now we're waking up in large amounts. I'm watching it more and more every single day. I'm watching great videos come out where people are finally getting the courage, not only to give their, their message out for their voices to be heard, but they're showing their faces now because people realize that it really doesn't matter. This is about the big picture. This is about doing everything that we can, not only to save our country from the tyranny of the governments that have taken over, that have infiltrated pretty much every government around this entire world, but most importantly, bringing God back into the picture, being open about it, no longer hiding behind our doors and our churches and and reading our Bibles and then walking back out into the world and just getting involved in what the world brings us, but focusing on God, bringing God out of the churches, bringing God out of our houses, out of scripture and into the world, speaking to random strangers about God, not being embarrassed, not being afraid. And this is why it's more important than ever that we do this. One example, Virginia Elementary School to host satanic after-school programs. It's a pretty big deal. 
This is the stuff that we need to stop. This is worse. If we didn't think it could get worse in the drag queens and the drag shows that we're watching everywhere, now we're seeing literal elementary schools setting up and hosting satanic after-school programs. Another thing I read today, Zelensky is now going through Ukraine and removing Christian churches. Um, he, they say things that are related to Russia, but we know how this is going. Just like they remove God from our schools, just like they're trying to remove God from our country, just like they're trying to remove God from every aspect of our world. They're trying to, um, they're, they're trying to push the devil into the forefront by removing the most important thing in this world. And the more they go after God, the more they go after Christianity, the more I am certain that we are all on the right track and we are doing the right thing because they only go after the target. Don't ever forget that. Guys, it is 3.11. Time for some spiritual warfare and uh, let's get to it. Please bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, there's so much to thank you for every single day. Every day I wake up and I realize more and more that that I have taken for granted in this life that I don't give appreciation to you for. Dear Lord, we spend so much time asking you for stuff, asking you to get us through times in our life, asking for health, asking for just a bigger and better house. Dear Lord, we need to focus on thanking you. Thank you for all the things that you did. Not only the sacrifice that you gave us when you died on that cross, but everything that you taught us before that day and everything that you have taught us since that day. Dear Lord, that sacrifice that you made wasn't for the few. It wasn't for one person. It was for the world. It was for the world that existed when you died on that cross. It's for the world 2,000 years later. Dear Lord, you are saving us. I understand that the world is chaotic right now, but you still have our back. You are watching over us. You are protecting your warriors, and you are sending us into this battle, the spiritual war that has taken place on our earth that most people don't even see. So, dear Lord, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for the opportunity for eternal salvation, the opportunity to get into heaven, the opportunity to know you, the opportunity to serve you as we can on this earth, dear Lord. Thank you for waking us up. Thank you for letting us recognize the unimportance of the material aspects of this world, the unimportance of what man has to offer us, and most important, what you have to offer us. Dear Lord, let us follow in your footsteps. Let us be as Christ-like as we can possibly be. Dear Lord, let us serve you. Continue to speak to us. Let us know what skills you have prepared us through our lives for this very moment, dear Lord, and let us act upon it. Let us use those skills. Don't let us waste them. Don't let what we do be in vain. Let us stand up and use every gift that you have given us, and you've given us each a different gift, dear Lord, so that we can operate on different aspects of this war. Thank you for that, dear Lord. Let us never be afraid. Dear Lord, you have said many times in that in scripture, fear not. Dear Lord, I ask during this time that you constantly work within us. Don't let us fear. Let us have no anxiety. Let us have no regret. Let us have no remorse. Let us not worry about what we've the mistakes we've made in the past, but let us utilize those mistakes that we've made in the past to encourage others so that they don't make those same mistakes, to encourage others. So if they are making those same mistakes, we can give them that example. We can give them that testimony to pull them out of the sin that they are in, dear Lord, and let them understand that others have been to the same torment, the same trials and tribulations that they go through. Dear Lord, we have learned on this earth that courage inspires courage. So let us all stand hard. Let us fall to our knees only in prayer, but let us stand with complete courage, with complete strength, dear Lord, so that we can inspire others to do the same. Dear Lord, you have brought all of us together, and I thank you for that because we need unity more than we ever have in our lives, dear Lord, because as one of us falls, there's going to be another one of us to lift each other up, and I thank you for that opportunity, dear Lord. But right now, let us all focus on those children that are still sleeping, dear Lord. Let us wake up those people that are on the fence, that that kind of know you. Let's let them really know you. Let's let them develop that relationship. Those that don't know you, let's show them the excitement that we have in the relationship that we have with you and hope that they find it too, dear Lord. Dear Lord, we don't have the ability to save souls. You do. But we have the ability on this earth to reach out to others that don't know you so they can have that opportunity that we have for eternal life in heaven. Dear Lord, we need to stop worrying about any of this stuff that's happening on this earth. This is out of our hands, and we understand that you have pulled your hand off this world for the moment to give those other people that are still sleeping that opportunity to wake up, 
to rejoice in the love that you have given us and to make right for the wrongs that they have done in their life, dear Lord, to remove the evil from this world. So dear Lord, let us please have the patience with others that you have had with us over our lifetimes. Because if you had not had the patience with us, I myself would not be where I am today. I would not be praying on a show, on a podcast, just like many of us, dear Lord. You have given us the opportunity and we embraced it. So never let us turn our backs. Only let us get stronger in our faith, dear Lord. Let us become a poison to the devil. Let us become a poison to the demons of this earth, dear Lord. Let us serve you and never have any fear. In Jesus Christ's heavenly name and our heavenly Father's name, I pray. Amen. Guys, it's been a rough couple of years, needless to say, but we know the ending of this book. Unlike many books or any movies that you partake in, how often do you know how it ends? You know, most things that happen, most entertainment that we watch isn't like a Hallmark film where we know five minutes into the movie how the movie's going to end. But like scripture, we do have an idea as how this is going to end. And that end is with you winning, dear Lord, winning using us on this earth, dear Lord. We are the hands. We are the feet that you have chosen to come down to this earth to serve you, dear Lord. You have woken us up during these times for this reason right here. And I am grateful. And I know everyone here in this chat is grateful too. So we need to stay on this line. And, and friends, the important part of focusing and not fearing is more important than you ever thought. In occult practice, in black magic, one of the big things that they use is energy and frequency. And just like going into work, have you ever been into work and uh, you saw someone who was in a bad mood? And what did you do? You walked up and you said, you look nice today. You give them a hug. You give them a smile. And that, that small gesture that you have given to that person changes their day. But not only does it change their day in a positive aspect, it changes the day of anyone that they come in contact with as well. See, energy works both ways and frequency works both ways. We have the ability to change someone's mood with something as simple as a compliment, as something as simple as a smile. But evil works the same exact way. By creating fear in one, they can pass that fear from one person to another and create fear in all. They can create anxiety in all, which is why we need to focus on our Lord Almighty during this time and maintain that good, positive attitude, never forgetting that God does win this war. And as crazy as things right seem right at this very moment, as crazy as things are going to get here in the coming months, and I promise you, it's going to get worse than it is, our job is is to hold that line and to keep our eyes on Christ because Christ is always going to give us that love, that encouragement, and that strength that we need to get through these times. And right now, what the governments around the world are doing through Satan, because Satan runs this whole thing, Baphomet, Baal, whatever you want to call him, he's running this whole evil cabal and this mess that we're dealing with right now. And the purpose is to keep us in fear. Just before I came on this show today, and, and I've been talking about this on my show for the last couple of days about the zombie virus that they found over in Siberia. So today, right before I came on this show, I got an update from the Weather Channel talking about the zombie virus. You know, just like the pandemic, just like the vaccinations, just like the threats of war constantly that we're seeing. They utilize these negative emotions in order to keep us in a negative state. They want this world to be filled with fear. They want this world to be filled with anxiety. They want this world to be filled with all those negative things that are only brought by the devil. Because I can promise you, Christ only brings beauty. And the reason they're doing this is because of their magic. The magic and the spells that, you know, some people think that that, that whole mystical thing is not real. But I can promise you, it is very, very real. The demons are walking this earth and they're doing everything they can to keep us from doing what we need to do. And by using fear is probably the greatest tactic because the governments have used this forever. They did it with 9-11. They do it with every school shooting you see. They do it with every new talk of a disease or a pandemic or anything. They keep us in this negative state, which makes their magic more powerful. It, it's, it's what allows them to gain that control over us. It's what allows them by putting us into states of depression. We're not focused on, on happiness. By putting us in states of, of hating even our enemy. They're keeping us from loving, which is what God wants us to do. He wants us to love, you know, and during this time, how do we counteract this? How do we keep ourselves in that good faith, in that good spirit without getting caught up in the negative emotions they're trying to pull us into? Well, the first thing you do is prayer. 
prayer and the unity that we have with each other, having those conversations with Christ. Because I don't know about you, and I can guarantee you actually that you guys feel the same way I do, is that I could be having the worst day ever. But if I go down and I talk to my buddy, John, if I talk to Conley, if I talk to my, my lady living, if I talk to Jeff, if I talk to Scott, and I talk about Jesus, that changes my day instantly. Just the word Jesus makes me happy. But everything that he did makes me happier, which is why we need to focus on that, guys. When you're having a bad day, don't be embarrassed. Don't feel bad. Reach out to one of us. Reach out to someone in chat. Reach out to me at kiltedchristian on gmail.com. We'll call you. We'll pray for you. Right now, when you have a bad day, it's important that we lift each other up so that we get each other out of that negative emotion, that negative state that the deep state and the evil of this world is trying to keep us into. And another thing that we can do, good deeds. I tell you, when I do something good for somebody, I feel awesome. I feel so good. If I have $100 in my bank account, but somebody needs it more and I give that $100 to them, I don't feel like, oh man, how am I going to make up for the money that I just spent? No, I feel great because I helped somebody that was in more need than me because I can promise you, I can come up with some food. I can come up with some clothes to wear. Other people in some situations don't have that, that advantage. You know, but one thing that I'm kind of torn on, and I would love to see some of your guys' uh, comments on this as well, is when doing good deeds. Um, we had a conversation about you know doing good deeds the other day on one of my shows. And after that show, I came across, literally, and I'm not joking, nine completely different places I came across the same scripture. Matthew 6, 3. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And it makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. When you do good things, you do good things because the good thing needs to be done. You do good things because you are a Christian. You are a son or a daughter of God. And God does good things. We want to, to mirror that. We want to, to be, as like I said earlier, as Christ-like as we possibly can be. But when you go online onto a social media especially, you see a lot of these videos of people doing good things you know, people giving um, money to a homeless person that needs it, maybe feeding somebody that hasn't been fed. Um, you know, you see a lot of videos out there, people doing wonderful things. And I'm kind of torn on this. And this is where I want want your guys' opinion. Is that a good thing or a bad thing when you see those videos? Because they are inspiring. When I see them, I get inspired. But at the same time, I think, why would you do a good deed and then feel the need to record it to show the world that you did the good deed? Are you doing those good things because you want to do those good things or are you doing them because you want the world to know that you're doing good things? Because you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if one person knows what righteous thing you've done on this earth, what great deed you've done to somebody. If you've helped somebody because they needed a place to stay, if you've given them food because they were hungry, if you gave them the shirt off your back because they were cold, you should do it because you want to do it. But like I said, at the same time, I always get inspired by watching those videos on the on, on uh, YouTube or on social media, on Twitter. Sometimes, you know, that's what makes me feel really good. So I'm kind of torn on this aspect, you know, is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? That these people are actually taping the good deeds that they do because it does good deeds when people see them inspires other people to do similar aspects, you know, so I can't tell. Is it selfish or is it helping society by putting those videos up? I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about that because I'm one of those people that if I see a homeless person on the side of the road and I've passed them a bunch of times and I know the situation they're in and I see them sleeping, I'm going to walk up and I'm going to put $20 um, in their jacket. I'm not going to wake them up. I'm just going to put the $20 in their jacket. And I'm going to walk off because I don't care. I don't care if they know where that money came from. I just know that when I get home, just thinking in my head that they're going to wake up and reach in their pocket and find that money. And they've got three meals, four meals. They're a little bit more frugal than we are because they understand the importance of making things go. But then I also have family that would literally um, wake that homeless person up while they're filming it, give them the money just to let them know where that money came from and then to let the world know where that money came from because, hey, I'm doing a good deed. Like I said, I go back and forth in this. I love good deeds, but I also don't like the bragging about it. So, like I said, guys, I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. But the importance, like I said, is during this lifetime is realizing that there's nothing that we need to understand the importance of everyone on this earth the same way that Christ understood the importance of everyone on this earth. Whether it be our friends, our family, whether it be the community that we have right in front of us, whether it be our enemies, 
is that they are still God's children. And it's still important to pray for them. And it's still important to love them. You don't have to love what they do, but love the person. And that's important because we've seen in scripture, we've seen today, many people that weren't good people that have come around to God. Some of the people that you would least expect it. I did a video um, about two months back of one of the people that is in one of the heads of the satanic movement, the satanic church, who literally found God and then repented for all of his sins and is now like a very outspoken Christian. That can happen to not just a Satanist, but someone who is running the satanic church that shows you the power that God has. And it also shows you why it's important for us to have patience in those other people and not go, okay, man, you're just an evil person. I'm not going to waste my time talking scripture to you. Those are the people that need to hear the scripture. Jesus Christ, when he sat in the back of the church, he wanted to come up to the front of the church and they were like, you can't come up to the front of the church until you're asked. So what did Jesus do? He went out into the world. He spoke to the people. He wasn't hanging out with the priest. He wasn't hanging out with the righteous people. He was hanging out with the sinners, the ones who needed Christ the most. And that's where we should be. We shouldn't be hanging out, you know, all the time in echo chambers because as much and as fun as it is, and as much as I love talking about Christ with anybody, you know, it's more important right now to talk about Christ with those that don't know Christ because not knowing Christ is pretty much an instant ticket into hell. And right now we need to love people on this earth enough to even those people that have turned their backs on us, to never forsake them, to never turn our back on them. One day, those people may wake up. They may have been the most hateful people over the last two years. They may have turned their back. They may have talked to your other hundred friends and gotten those friends to turn their back on you too. They may have called you names. They may have called you crazy. Every one of us have been through this in the last two years. I can promise you that. I've got family that turned their back on me. I lost almost every one of my friends. I have one friend left where I live, one friend, but I have all of you. So when God takes the poison out of your life, he ends up bringing beauty. And that is what you guys are. That is why it's important, you know, to have these conversations and these places to gather, you know, whether it be Bards on Telegram, Bards FM, Bended Knee, Kilted Christian, or many other people that are out there just having these conversations about God. This is why it's so important because we need to just keep on giving each other that love and that strength that we need when we need it. But we also need to hold on to that strength. So when those people that hated on us for so long finally wake up, whether it be to the poison of the vaccination, whether it be to this Balenciaga thing and people realizing, oh my goodness, there is child trafficking happening on this earth. You have to remember back when we first found out about this stuff. How angry and upset were you when you found out what this vaccination really was? How angry and upset were you when you first found out about the trafficking of the children, the sacrificing that's going on in the world? We were devastated. It wasn't like we, we learned it. And we're like, okay, let's move forward and fight this battle. We had to cope with this. But my friends, family, the people that have turned their back on us are going to have to cope with this too. They're going to, once they wake up and they realize what's going on, they are going to be in the same spot that we were six years ago when we first found out about this stuff, which is why it's important that we never say the words, I told you so. Never. That's going to end the conversation. If we're trying to get people over to our side and we're trying to build our, our army of Christ even bigger than it is right now, we have to do it through love. We can't say, I told you so. We have to hold our arms out. Bring them in for a hug. Embrace them. Tell them, how can we get you through this? How can we help you? What information do you need? This is going to be more important as we move forward because we're walking into some hard times. We're looking at the economy fall, and it's trickling right now. But what they're doing, in my opinion, is they're holding off on this until after the holidays. They're going to get us to the point where we spend loads of money like we do in the holidays, and then people are going to be hurting for their bills coming forward. That's when you're going to see the economy go. It's going to start over in Europe. It's going to end up here. They're going to be pushing through with new pandemics, new fear tactics, you know, more fear of, of, you know, talking about war guys, we can't fall into the pit of, of despair that they're trying to get us into because they utilize that. We need to smile. We need to stand up. We need to hold our shoulders high and we need to just scream Christ's name at the top of our voices 
because that is the most powerful weapon we have right now other than prayer is and just screaming the name of Christ, talking about him publicly, never fearing, always loving, doing what's right and being ready to sacrifice our lives for the greater good of man, being not afraid to end up in jail because you're standing over and you're preaching the truth. We were told by Christ, and it was in Matthew, that we were going to be persecuted in the future for standing by, just like Christ was. If you think Christ was, you know, just believing in Christ and God, it's going to end up getting us persecuted as well. And we're starting to see that bit by bit by bit. Right now, it's just through fear tactics, it's verbally, but eventually it's going to step up and you're going to realize that what we've seen so far over these last six years or whatever is nothing compared to what we're walking into. This winter, we're going to see more deaths. And I, and I hate to say that, you know, none of us want to see this, but it, it's an inevitable thing. We're going to see this. I'm watching my father fall ill more and more. And it came from the vaccine. I've lost multiple families, um, members this year because of that. I've lost multiple friends this year. But just remember, the people that are going to more than likely need us the most are the ones that took this vaccination. And even more than them, the ones that had their kids take this vaccination when they realized the dangers of what they have taken into their body. And like I said, guys, we're Christians. We are meant to love. So we can't turn our back on those people. We're going to need to be here to comfort them, build our army stronger, get them on our side, have more prayer warriors in this spiritual war because this is how we're going to win. Guys, I want to thank you so much for joining um, us again today for this Bended Knee. Scott um, will be back this evening. I'm not sure if he'll be back for uh, Bards FM. I may be running that one if he's running late because, like I said, he is doing some spiritual workshops right now. But he will be back for Fishers of Men. If he's running a little bit late like he was last night, I will make sure to let you guys know on Kilted Christian. That being said, for those of you going back to work, have an absolutely beautiful rest of your day. We will see you this evening. And for those who you are going to be hanging out with me for a little bit, um, I got a little bit of music lined up for the next 30 minutes, guys, so I enjoy spending that time with you. Have an absolutely beautiful day. I love you all very, very much, and God bless. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest to wait, but this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. best but it wasn't much I could have feel so I tried to touch 
fun to lose and to pretend she's overboard self-assured and all I know are dirty words hello 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 how low I'm worse at what I do best And for this gift I feel blessed A little group has always been And always will until the end And I forget just why I taste, oh yeah, I guess it makes me smile. I find it hard, it's hard to find, oh well, whatever, never mind. friends it's fun to lose and to pretend
Right, this is going to be our last song, and I'm going to end with a little bit of Sundays.
right, Bars Nation, have an absolutely beautiful rest of your day. I will be back this evening more than likely for Bards FM because Scott is in the middle of some spiritual warfare. He will be back for sure, 100% running a live Fishers of Men this evening. If things change and he ends up running a little bit late, I will let you guys know um, in Bards FM if I know or uh, Kilted Christian. Make sure you come over to Kilted Christian if you get a chance because Jenny Lynn is going to be talking about natural remedies, body detoxification, and parasites. It's going to be a great episode, and we always love to support our Bards Nation people. Guys, have an absolutely beautiful rest of your day. I love you very, very much. I'll see you this evening, and God bless.